Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The last time I spoke with you nice people out there, I talked about how the Yankees and Mets, both of them, needed to remain calm as the trade deadline approaches on August 2nd. In particular, I was talking about the pursuit of one Juan Soto. And thus far, both the Yanks and Mets have indeed remained calm. However, fans and media, especially in regards to the Yankees, have gone, for lack of a better term, nuts. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And like I said last week, folks, when I was talking to you, I said the Juan Soto thing, especially, you know, with the home run derby coming, he wins the home run derby and all that other business going on. um, You're going to hear about Juan Soto ad nauseum, certainly up until the trade deadline, and who knows what's going to happen after that, but certainly up until the trade deadline. And while... um, both the Mets and the Yankees, in particular the Yankees, uh, are talked about. You know, there are other teams, like they say, six, seven, eight other teams. How many teams? Who knows? Sometimes it could surprise you who and what. But we're talking about the big money teams, the big market teams, you know, being interested in one Juan Soto. And, and listen, I get all of that. But let's go back to the past week. Because I thought, here's where things, and I knew as I'm watching it, I said, oh boy, we're going to get a little nuts. Uh, This past Thursday, when they came back from the All-Star break, the um, Yanks and beloved, I say that facetiously, the beloved Houston Astros played a doubleheader uh, in Houston. Houston Astros took the first game. 3-2, 3-2, and took the second game 7-5. They swept the Yankees. As sure as I'm sitting here talking to you into this microphone, I knew what was going to follow right after that. And it hasn't stopped. It has not stopped. It was like the world was coming to an end because the Yanks got swept in a doubleheader by the Astros in Houston. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't like it. I'm sure you Yankee fans didn't like it. I know the Yankees didn't like it. There's nothing to like. You want to go in, especially when you have a rivalry, and play well and beat the other team. But they didn't do that. But it was not like they were blown out of the stadium where they couldn't compete. Uh, and I and I want to look at a couple of things in that particular doubleheader, in particular in that first game. You see, you've heard me talk time and time again. See, everybody's talking about this pursuit of Juan Soto. I'm not going to argue the merits of Juan Soto. There's nothing to dispute of how great a talent he is. Okay? There's nothing to dispute that. But while we talk about power and what he brings, listen, 
At 19 years old, he came into the major leagues and hit 22 home runs, knocked in 70 and batted 292 at 19. That was in 2018. A year later, at the ripe old age of 20, he banged out 34 bombs, knocked in 110 runs, batted 282. In the uh, COVID-shortened season of 60 games, 13 bombs, 37 runs batted in, a 351 average. Last year, at 22 years of age, 29 bombs, 95 runs batted in, a 313 average. And to date, as we speak, 20 bombs, 43 runs batted in with a 247 average. We know the young man can hit. He's also got an eye that is unbelievable. I mean, he walks ridiculously. As a 19-year-old, he walked 79 times. As a 20-year-old, he walked 108 times. In the shortened season, he walked 41 times. How about last year? He walked 145 times. And this year, up to where we are now, he's already walked 79 times. I mean, we're talking about a tremendous talent. But here's what I want to talk about before, and I will talk more about Juan Soto, because there's a lot at stake with the pursuit of Juan Soto and if you want to get him. But here's what I'm talking about. When we talk about the postseason, see, everybody went nuts. I'm reading things. The Yanks got to break the bank to get Soto. Uh, We're going to see, I'm I'm reading this week, we're going to see really how dedicated uh, Hal Steinbrenner is to winning uh, a title to see what he does with Soto, how the Yanks must win home field advantage over the Houston Astros. They must win home field advantage over the Houston Astros. Reading all these type of comments, Giancarlo Stanton, regarding home field advantage, we've got to make sure we get it. We've got to make sure we get it. And, you know, he was not alone. I got a message to the Yankees. Don't worry. Don't worry so much about the Houston Astros. And the reason I'm saying that, of course you might be playing them. Of course you might be playing them. But when you become obsessed with the... You know, it's not like it was the Red Sox in their division. This is Houston Astros in another division. You know, you, you if it's within your division, you want to concentrate on that because you want to make sure you win your division. Or any of the other teams in the American League East. But the Houston Astros are in another division. It is not automatic that if the Houston Astros win their division and the Yankees win their division, that they're both going to advance to the ALCS. You see, it doesn't work that way. See, other teams are involved. There are other, there's a divisional playoff. What, do you, what Are the other teams in the divisional playoffs not going to show up? It bites you on the ass when you think like that. And and when, when I went, I don't even mind, you know, fans, well, that that's fans. Fans are fickled. But when media types who should know better Media types who vote for people to be into the Hall of Fame should know better. You got to play all the games. 
And when you look past anybody, it bites you right on the ass. I've said it time and time again. Listen, Yanks lost a doubleheader, but this is here to me was a telling point. Game one of that doubleheader. First batter up in the bottom of the first inning. Jose Altuve. Altuve. What's he do? Pushes a bunt down the first baseline for a bunt single. Next batter up, Jeremy Pena. Drops down a bunt to the left side for a single. Subsequently, run scores in that first inning. You know, they go on to win the game 3-2. When you get to the postseason, you can have 10 Juan Sotos in your lineup. As sure as you and I are sitting here talking, I know it, and you, the fans, know it. When we're sitting talking about postseason baseball, postseason baseball, you need to win by pitching and being able to scratch for runs. Because if you can't do that, you end up scratching your ass watching the next round from your seat at home. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. I'm I'm reading all these things. Oh, they must get home field advantage. They must get home field advantage. Well, that's all fine and dandy. We all, in in a perfect world, you you always want home field advantage. But if you're going to be so obsessed with the Houston Astros and not concentrate on the business at hand, now you might be saying to me, well, Russ, for crying out loud, well, I mean, look, what do they have, right? They got a, um, what, a 12-and-a-half game lead on the Blue Jays and a 13-game lead on the Rays, okay? That's a pretty substantial lead to have. 12-and-a-half on Toronto, 13 on Tampa Bay. Okay, I, I got you. I got you on that. But... And I expect them to maintain the lead and win the division, but there's going to be a divisional playoff. And if you're going to spend so much time worrying about the Astros, that divisional playoffs is going to bite you again right on the ass. you got to be able to work and scratch for runs. It is always a problem. And you know what? I found that to be a problem. When I saw two bunts to start a game... That's what I'm talking about, small ball. That's what makes the Houston Astros good. That's what makes them dangerous. They'll beat you with a long ball. They'll beat you with some small ball. They're a good, balanced team. I'm telling you, you can have... Nine Juan Sotos in the lineup. You can have five Juan Sotos and four Aaron Judges, whatever the hell you want. In the postseason, you need to be able to play small ball. And nobody is concentrating on that. Everybody is wrapped up in the Juan Soto numbers. And and I read the most ridiculous, stupid Jim Bowden, 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 you know, used to be the general manager of, of the Reds and somebody else I can't forget off the top of my head uh Jim Bowden he's an analyst now 
He described, I, I read it this week in The Athletic, and I was like, what just a dumb thing to say. He described Juan Soto, okay? He described Juan Soto as a combination. Ready for this? Maybe you should be sitting down if you don't know what I'm going to say. He described Juan Soto as a combination of hammering Hank Aaron and the splendid splinter Ted Williams. What? What? The, the true legitimate home run king, Hank Aaron, and Ted Williams, regarded by many to be the greatest, maybe the greatest hitter of all time. And he's saying Juan Soto is a combination of both. How stupid and irresponsible is that? I think that's just dumb. That's being fickled. That's falling in love. That's like the first girl who gives you a kiss or guy or whatever. Really? A comb- thinking about that. A combination of Hank Aaron and Ted Williams. I, 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 it's so stupid and irresponsible. And, and you've heard me say this before. The great Sparky Anderson, let him rest in peace. Sparky said when he had Kurt Gibson in Detroit, when, when he was coming up, he called Kirk Gibson the next Mickey Mantle. And Sparky would say, that was the biggest mistake he ever made. You don't do that. You don't do that to a player, to an individual. It's dumb. It's stupid. Where are you going to compare the body of work? A combination of what? Based on what? Believe me, he's a great young talent. And if somebody wants to give him $500 million, a half a billion dollars, God bless. But you know what? If the Yankees give Juan Soto a half a billion dollars today, not tomorrow, today, that doesn't guarantee them that they're getting past the Houston Astros. What do you think of that? That doesn't guarantee them that they're getting out of the divisional playoffs. How about that? Because you still got to play all the games. And as I said in the past couple of weeks, stranger things have happened. I've given you chapter and verse on what's happened to different teams. The 78 Yankees coming from 14 back. The 69 Mets coming from uh, 8 back or, or 10 back to win the division by 9. The 51 Giants coming from 14 back to beat the Dodgers in a the, subsequently in, in a playoff. I mean, really, come on. You got to play all the games. And, and you know, the, the same thing goes, 
here's how important I think small ball is. Let's go back to the 2017 ALCS, you know, the, the, the cheating scandal that subsequently came about with the Houston Astros because they, with, with, with the buzzer, with the this, with the that. Let's go to that series. Game one in Houston, Astros win 2-1. Game two, Astros win 2-1. Games three, the, the Yankees got five hits in each game, by the way. Games three, four, and five. Yanks take all three by scores of eight, one, six, four, and five, nothing. Now let's go to games six and seven. Astros win game six, seven, one. Astros win game seven, four, nothing. They get seven hits in game six, just three hits in game seven. So you know what I'm saying to you folks? Whether it was in, in the four games that the Yankees lost. In the four games that the, the Yankees lost, let's see. They got five hits, five hits, seven hits, and three hits. They got one run, one run, one run, and no runs. They got three runs in four in their four losses. So whether the Astros were cheating or not. The one thing the Yankees weren't doing, they weren't scoring runs. What was beating them? Pitching. Not a buzzer for their bats. It was pitching. And when pitching is beating you, you have to learn how to manufacture runs. And if you're going to live and die by the long ball, well, as I just said, if you're going to live by the long ball, you're going to die by the long ball. You have to be able to play small ball and manufacture runs. You've heard me say it time and time and time and time again. And when I saw that game one this past Thursday, uh, the first two batters off of the Astros, a bunt single and a bunt single, to me that was an omen. But everybody's looking past that because they're so obsessed with what could happen if the Yankees get Juan Soto. You know, after that game one, after that game one, I wrote it down. Where is it? Yeah, after that game one, Aaron Boone had this to say. It always seems the very same kind of game. It always comes down to this for these two teams. You know it's going to be a battle every time. Yeah. Well, if it's always going to seem the very same kind of game, then you've got to do something to make sure you've done everything possible to win the game, to put you in a position to win the game. And when you just concentrate on long ball, every time I go and watch a BP, a batting practice, and I see what, what I, amounts to a home run derby, there's no concentration of hitting the other way, of, of, of bunting, none of that. Let me give you what I consider, and certainly it pains Yankee fans, what I consider to be the ultimate, the ultimate small ball moment that will live in Yankee infamy, shall I say it that way? 2004 ALCS, Yanks leading three games to none. What did they take? 
game three, I'm trying to remember, was it 19-8? So now it's the bottom of the ninth at Fenway. You know where I was at the bottom of the ninth in Fenway? I was in the runway from like kind of the clubhouse or the tunnel to the field. We were listening on the radio because we wanted to get on the field should the Yankees clinch the ALCS. The great Mariano Rivera was on the mound. He walked Kevin Millar leading off. Dave Roberts pinch ran for Millar. You, me, and the whole world knew that Roberts was going to attempt to steal. Everybody knew it. And he did. And he stole second base and then came in on a single, a ground ball single to center field. Game was tied 4-4. And then, of course, it was the newly inducted Hall of Famer, David Ortiz, in the bottom of the 12th with the two-run bomb. Sox win 6-4. The rest is history. They go on to come back from a 3-0 deficit to win the World Series. But without that little bit of small ball, there is no Red Sox victory. Without Dave Roberts stealing that base, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody's worried about the long ball and hitting this and hitting that. It don't work that way, folks. And let me tell you something else. L- l- let, me, let, me, let me tell you something else. For all of you who are hot and bothered over should the Yankees sign Juan Soto. Look, God bless them if they want to spend a half a billion dollars, whatever the hell it's going to cost on, on Juan Soto. But I would venture to say right now, and this is no inside information, If they sign Juan Soto, you're going to say bye-bye, so long, farewell to Aaron Judge. That's my gut feeling because you can't have, you can't sign two guys. I don't care if you're the New York Yankees. You can't sign two guys for a half a billion dollars each. And Aaron Judge has come out of the gate, talk about going loco. 37 bombs right now, 81 runs batted in. And lifted his average to 294. He is the most valuable player in the American League. There's going to have to be an investigation if he's not the MVP of the American League this season. You think they're just going to sign both? I don't think that's a good chance of happening. Everybody wants to be sexy. And all the people saying, I can see it right now, all these people saying, go sign Juan Soto. Then if they sign Juan Soto and should they let Aaron Judge go, they'll kill the Yankees. They'll kill the Yankees. And you've heard me say it before. I'm a capitalist. God bless Aaron Judge. God bless Juan Soto. God bless anybody trying to make as much as they can. But also God bless the other teams. God bless the Yankees, the Mets. Because sometimes there has to be some common sense has to prevail. It's easy to be a fan spending other people's money, and it's easy to be a member of the media spending other people's money. Because you know what? It ain't your money. I'm just saying this, folks. Beware of the financial situation that you could put yourself into. Beware of what you're looking to do, and beware of looking past the business at hand. 
Nothing is a lock. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, Yanks look like a lock, but it ain't over, as Yogi would say, until it's over. And like I said before, I'm assuming the Yanks are going to win their division. I'm not assuming they're winning. Uh, yeah, they're going to win the division. I'm not assuming they're going to win the divisional series playoff. And I'm not assuming that they're going to beat the Houston Astros. I've, I'm not assuming anything. You want to assume? Go assume. But again, y- you make those assumptions. A lot of times you end up looking like the east side of a horse going west. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so, as always, on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank my new home here at Believe.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody, and enjoy the Subway Series coming up between the Yankees and Mets at City Field on Tuesday and Thursday. Let the games begin. Well, let me correct that. I said Tuesday and Thursday. It is Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.